Welcome to the Advancing Women podcast, where ambitious women come together to challenge the status quo, advance their careers, and up-level their lives. The Advancing Women podcast is hosted by gender equity expert and executive coach, Dr. Kimberly D. Simone. Welcome, warriors, to the Advancing Women podcast. With the Super Bowl approaching, it's time to have an important conversation that we've had in the past, but this is a really great time to talk about it again and to continue having the conversation, to continue to challenge a media industry and brands that often do not represent women in a way that speaks authentically to them. To address this, the ANA, the Association of National Advertisers, launched the See Her movement in partnership with the Female Quotient to, quote, increase the representation and accurate portrayal of all women and girls in marketing, media, and entertainment, end quote. And more and more, we're seeing this. We're looking to brands that choose to challenge the way it's been done in favor of authentically representing the consumers they're looking to engage in a meaningful and real, authentic way. A challenged world is an alert world. That is how International Women's Day introduced its 2021 theme, Choose to Challenge. And this powerful call to action is a reminder that only by actively challenging biases and stereotypes can we authentically represent people. And so I'm excited today to talk with Pam Long, partner at Little Big Brands, a brand strategy and design firm. Welcome, Pam. It's so nice to have you here. Hi, Kimberly. How are you? I'm great. I have to say that when I was looking at your work, what really got my attention was your philosophy and your unwavering commitment to authentic branding and making a real connection with the consumer. That's such an important part of what you do. Can you tell us a little bit about that and the work you do? Yeah, I work for Little Big Brands and we're an independent design agency based out of New York. And at the heart of kind of what we do is brand strategy, brand design through to the activation and how you see that um, out in the world. And I think the important part, we, we deal with a lot of women-owned brands, women-focused brands. Obviously, women are buying many of the brands that are out there, even if they're for the household. I think at the the heart of that is really making sure that we're speaking to women, we're understanding what they want, what motivates them, what speaks to them, how they want to be portrayed um, in everything that we do. So for most of the brands that we work with, that starts with brand strategy and really digging into the consumer, talking to them in a lot of different ways, whether that's through... um, traditional research, um, more kind of scrappy online research, um, but in you know different ways, kind of making sure that we're checking in with them, we're getting feedback, we're understanding where they're coming from and, and what's at the heart of kind of that purchasing motivation and decision. Yeah, I love that. It's so interesting because you would think it common sense that since women purchase most goods and control most of the spending in families, regardless of what the product is or if it's for them or someone else in their household, that there would be this tremendous commitment to understanding the needs that women have, the way they want to be communicated with, the way that they feel they're connecting with a brand. And yet we don't often see that. And we can see in the media, in commercials, and I think about this as I think about the upcoming Super Bowl, these ads that are meant to show some kind of slice of life 
for women. And we sit there and we look and we go, yeah, we don't talk like that. We never, ever talk like that. Yeah. That's just not how we talk or engage with each other at all. And it feels a little bit like a slap in the face when I'm sitting here ready to spend money with you. I need to know that you care yeah. about engaging with me in a meaningful way. And again, it seems like it should be common sense, but I don't necessarily, based on a lot of what I see out there, think that that's always the case. Yeah. I completely agree with you. And listen, not everyone does their due diligence. (laughs) Um, And this industry is still very male-centric in a lot of ways. So I think it depends on your philosophy as an agency too, from an agency perspective. Like we always have a lot of people in the room and good ideas can come from anywhere. And it just doesn't have to be the all-knowing kind of male creative director. There's account people and production people and the client, there's so many people involved in the process and they all bring something important to it. So I think it's really making sure all of those people are involved. And there are those checkpoints where um, someone can raise their hand and you know feel comfortable saying, this doesn't work. We really need to look at this. Yeah. I love that you're saying that because I think if we look over ads, we can all point to those ads that you're going, how did that end up getting past a group of people. Like who said, yeah, I approve of that. And how could they have possibly felt that was okay? And what you're talking about in the way you do things where everyone has a voice at the table can stand up and say, I find that offensive. Or does anybody else feel like you're talking down to me in this? Or is anybody else seeing how that's not at all accurate or that it's not empowering, that it's off code for the way women today or anyone for that matter wants to be engaged with and talk to that idea of top-down openness. Well, I think, you know, a lot of times there are just realities with clients too, where, you know, you can kind of push what you think is right as much as you can, but at some point it's not your end decision. I think that's a great point in that we have to demand as consumers that brands are effectively acknowledging our priorities. I saw a study from Kantar Reports, and they said that despite this focus on equality and movements like Me Too and empowerment, that major brands are still not effectively acknowledging women's priorities or communicating with women in an empowering manner. To your point, it's the consumer demanding more. It's the agency saying, look, you've got to trust me. I'm doing the due diligence and the hard work of really making sure I'm trying to understand and get it right with the consumer. And so there has to be some trust. And I think over time, more people like yourself who are pushing for that and who are brave when you're working with brands to say, Mm -hmm. you know what, the work we do must be authentic. We need to be effectively communicating with people in a meaningful way. So if you could talk a little bit about some of those tough conversations maybe, or how you move in that direction. Yeah. It's also just having a seat at the table, right? So if you're considered a vendor, um, then you're going to have a lot less of a voice in the conversation. If you're considered a partner, then there's a lot more trust and respect and openness to listen and learn. So, you know, we always try and create as much of a partnership with our clients as we can. And I think part of that is just coming about it a different way, not really looking at it as a project, but as an invested partner. So 
I always think about brands as if it were my own brand. You know, what would I do? And thinking beyond just the task at hand or the scope of work, like how is this brand going to be successful? And by bringing that added value and that thinking to clients, they're a lot more likely to um, to listen to you when you say, hey, that doesn't work. What you're saying is actually going to get you in trouble or you know, isn't going to be meaningful or isn't going to sell your product. <laughs> because brands that are authentic and genuine and do their homework, um, it's not just a nice thing. It's actually going to result in sales or it should. Yeah, absolutely. So you're kind of on the front lines. How are brands stepping up and how can they do better? What are you seeing where women are better represented and the consumer is uh, more authentically represented from your vantage point? Yeah. Well, you know, we always looked at emerging brands as as trendsetters. They always tend to do a pretty good job of having kind of a pulse on what um, younger generations are responding to and looking for are more likely to do the right thing or speak to people in a more authentic, meaningful way. It's those legacy heritage brands that I think it's harder to turn that that ship. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, it's the old, it's always been done this way. And so here you right. are as an agency seeing a shift. You're asked to see those cultural shifts, those trends, those changes in the way we like to be represented as women. And I look at the way women were represented at different periods of time in advertising. And it's almost like a chronicle of the shifts that happened in our culture. If I go back to the seventies, when women were really starting to come into the workforce in large numbers and then into the eighties, but there was still this superwoman kind mm-hmm. of idea. And that messaging was very on trend then. Yeah. It was aligned with the mindset then but it is no longer at all meaningful and relevant today. So in this industry, we just can't afford to not pay attention. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, I think there are some bigger brands that have really created meaningful shifts. Dove obviously like made a huge impact, you know, several years ago in terms of like real beauty and really representing women and lots of different types of women, shapes, sizes, colors, like it, that was a, that was big. And so, you know, it is possible for a bigger brand to do that. You have to think like a challenger brand. You have to be willing to commit and really make a big change. Um, But that big change, if you do it right, if you do your research, if it has meaningful insights behind it can be really powerful. Yeah, I love that term. I actually wrote it down, challenger brand. It's yeah. so interesting because again, a challenged world is an alert world and you're more likely to see where things are shifting and where the messaging just isn't hitting the same anymore. Yeah. And I think we are a more savvy consumer and able to see through some of the language that just doesn't make us feel good about ourselves. We're seeing movements to call out, hold up to the light and name things that are going on in the media that make us feel bad. And none of us want to spend money because we've been made to feel bad. People want to spend money because they feel like they are aligned with the brand, that the brand understands them. So I think you're exactly right. That mindset is so important. Yeah. And I think that's where brands are winning is really understanding their consumer, giving them meaningful products that solve 
real challenges that can help them in their daily lives or just make them feel great about themselves. And those are the brands that are really succeeding and we're seeing rise to the top, especially with younger consumers. They're demanding more than than older consumers for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a great point. And it really is important for organizations to kind of shepherd that new way of thinking in because to your point, you have some of these brands that have historically been excellent marketers. It's not a knock on the brands or even the well-meaningness of the brand. What it is, is a new way to communicate that is meaningful to today's consumer. And the way we understand that is just what your process is. The process of digging deeply and authentically into the mindset of the consumer and having the tough conversations. And I think it's also, I mean, for us, we still have brands come to us are very much like, oh, we're for everyone or we're for all women, you know, and that's really tough to be for an 18 year old woman and an 80 year old. (laughs) Well, right. Or a mother who's at a certain stage in her life versus the same woman of the same age who isn't a mother and is thinking about different priorities and where the mindset is at that time. I think you're exactly right. Um, That's kind of going back to the basics of if you try to be everything to everyone, then maybe you're nothing to anyone. Right, right. So I think that that's, you know, I think it's really important for brands to continue to really understand who they are for. And by being all in for a smaller group can be more powerful than just trying to scatter, you know, everywhere. Yeah, I think that's really important. So if people want to learn more or understand a little bit more about what you do, the brands you work with and so forth, where's a great place for them to look to you? And I'll also include this in the show notes, but if you want to share where they can find you. Yeah, our website, our social media, um, it's all little big brands. (laughs) So little big Um, brands on Instagram, Facebook, your website, et cetera. We'll put all those in the show notes because it is really important for people to understand that there are efforts being made to really achieve this authentic communication that you're talking about. And my hope is that we'll start to see the fruits of that more and more as we see advertisements, media, entertainment, that's a bit more authentic, a bit more respectful Mm -hmm. of the lived experience of consumers. So I think the work you're doing is incredibly important. And I'm so glad that you were here to talk about it with us today. Thank you. It was lovely being here. (laughs) And so I always have a key takeaway or a manifest statement. And I think I'll leave with this. Marketing and the media play a major role in how women and girls see themselves. So we have to continue to challenge unrealistic representation and champion that authentic representation. And that Kentar study that I talked about, one of the gentlemen quoted this, and I thought it was really well said. He said this quote, by engaging with women meaningfully and understanding their priorities, brands will not only contribute to their commercial success, but to society as a whole. Making tokenistic efforts that don't feel authentic will mean brands missing out on a very significant business opportunity, and they simply won't be a part of the new society women are building for themselves, end quote. And I thought that was so poignant. This is the expectation, and I'm just grateful that women like yourself are doing what you can to help create that uh, more authentic society that is more empowering for women. So thank you for all you're doing and for talking with me here today. Thank you so much. For more resources, you can visit my website, 
www.advancingwomenpodcast.com and connect on Instagram at Advancing Women Podcast. I love getting your feedback, so please email me at drdsimone at advancingwomenpodcast.com. I just want to thank Joe Jacobs, the audio warrior who wrote the music for this podcast, and a huge thanks to Heather Harris, the creative warrior who designed the Advancing Women podcast logo. And thanks to all of you for joining me here today.